Hi, I'm Dave Isay, founder of StoryCorps. This message comes from NPR sponsor Morgan Stanley. In turbulent times, perspective matters. Their Thoughts on the Market podcast offers concise takes on current events and market implications. Get a fresh perspective every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday where you find podcasts. While many people continue to stay home because of COVID-19, many others are risking their health, even their lives, to keep the country running. It's the StoryCorps podcast from NPR. I'm your host, Jasmine Morris, and on this week's episode, three stories of how essential workers are finding support from the only other people who truly understand what they're going through, their colleagues. De Jesus and Tyrone Hampton are public transit bus drivers in New York City, the hardest hit area in the U.S. when it comes to COVID. But despite the risks, they're responsible for helping their passengers, many of whom are also essential workers, get to where they need to go. Here, Frank tells Tyrone how he ended up behind the wheel. My father was a bus driver, and um, he would take me to work with him on days that he had no babysitter. And I just remember I would sit there right by his feet and he would give me the microphone and he would tell me, say, Lexington and 96th Street coming up next. So you would hear me in my little baby voice, Lexington and 96th Street up next. And I loved it. I thought it was the best job in the world as a kid. So I'm here because I love the job. You know, we take a chance every day with snowstorms, traffic, you know, people running in front of your bus. Through all the trials and tribulations, we do like doing what we do for New York City. We do. We have a driver's heart. Yeah. But now our heart is being tested. And it's one hell of a test. Every day that we step foot on that bus, we come home with the possibility of not affecting ourselves only, but our loved ones. You know, we see a lot of brothers die, a lot of co-workers lose their life behind this attack. What gives me the most hope right now, I have a good friend and I see him with a roll of caution tape and every bus that passes by, he's running in and taping off the seat right behind the bus driver, making sure nobody sits there. So the next bus, I got on with him and I helped him do it faster. And every bus that came on, we did it. You know, once you're against a wall, the only way you could go is forward. I want you to know that you got a brother in me for life now. You know what I mean? If I didn't know it before, I know it now for sure. We're going to make it through this, man. We're going to make it through. That's Tyrone Hampton and Frank De Jesus, who recorded this conversation remotely from their homes in New York City. At the time of their interview, more than 30 people who worked for the bus system there had died due to COVID-19. Now, around 100 New York City transit workers, which includes the subway, bus, and train lines, have died in this pandemic. Another job we don't typically think of as dangerous, delivering the mail. Yvette Jourdain is a postal worker in Palm Beach, Florida. When she first got the job back in 2013, it came as a huge relief. 
life was pretty hard for me before I came to the post office. I lost my dad. I lost my brother. I became homeless and I just didn't have nobody. Over StoryCorps Connect, Yvette virtually sat down with her friend and fellow mail carrier, Craig Bodie, to talk about how things changed for her back then and how things are now changing for both of them. How did it feel for you when you first got your uniform and you put it on? I felt damn proud. When you put that uniform on for the first time, you got your nice shiny shoes, you got your brand new satchel, you know, you feel good. Mm -hmm. How does it feel for you? to be in this pandemic. My wife has autoimmune disease. So because of that, I fear whenever I leave the house. How do I cope? Well, of course, you know, we wear our masks. As soon as I get home, I'm stripping, jumping in the shower, clean myself from head to toe to make sure that the day is going down the drain. Every day I wake up and just wonder, like, is this the day that COVID-19 is going to come home with me. My anxiety levels are always on 10 because I'm scared. I pray on my way to work. I pray on my lunch break. I pray when I'm at the box. What keeps me going is the fact that I need to keep going. That's one of the tough things with coronavirus. We're like a lifeline getting these people their medicines, their supplies. And I can't even imagine if there was a person who passed away on my route and I did not get a chance to say goodbye or see them for the last time. I had a customer recently on my route pass away. His son came outside and told me that my father said, tell my friend Yvette that I said goodbye. And I lost it. I couldn't have, I didn't even know it was going to affect me like that. Because it does get to us. Yeah. I'm glad that we became friends. And I appreciate you. I cherish the friendship that we have because I couldn't do this by myself. That, that means a lot. It really does. That was Yvette Jourdain and Craig Bodie, postal workers in Florida. Stay with us for more after this short break. This message comes from NPR sponsor Subaru, featuring the all-new Subaru Outback. It has a redesigned interior featuring an available extra-large 11.6-inch touchscreen that makes it easy to select your entertainment options. The Outback also features standard symmetrical all-wheel drive for added confidence in all weather conditions. Welcome to the all-new Subaru Outback. Go where love takes you. Learn more at Subaru.com. The news has been hard to escape. So take a deep breath and join us for NPR's All Songs Considered. It's more than a music discovery podcast. It's relief with new episodes every Tuesday and Friday as we share the week's best new albums and lots of music to calm the nerves. Hear All Songs Considered wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back. One of the professions most directly affected by COVID-19 has been healthcare workers. 
As the disease spread across the country, two childhood friends, Josh Belser, now a nurse in Syracuse, New York, and Sam Dow, a healthcare technician in Ann Arbor, Michigan, started checking in with each other every week. Josh and Sam grew up together in Florida, and as Josh remembers, they've always had each other's backs. Growing up, the Ku Klux Klan actually flyered the neighborhood. We all got them on our doorstep, and you were a black kid in a white neighborhood. But that morning, you knocked on my door and came up with the idea that we go around on bike and get all those flyers so that when people woke up in the morning, they didn't have to wake up to that. We got as many as we could, yeah. You were somebody who did think about other people's feelings. We're both that way. I mean, I think you were always the guy that sticks up for the underdog, you know. Looking back on it now, I'm not at all surprised that we both ended up working in healthcare. Yeah. When did you realize COVID-19 was serious? My floor was one of the first that were converted to strictly dealing with COVID patients. Our jobs had to change like seemingly overnight. I mean, there was no dress rehearsal because the numbers just started to go up and then it was showtime. And last week I had three patients that died in one 12 hour shift. So it's definitely life-changingly real for me. Yeah. The bravest of us right now is absolutely terrified. How are you dealing? How are you holding up? You know, me and my girlfriend, we're living together, but with the greater risk, I decided to move out by myself. I have a stepdaughter also that I have not seen and it's going on three weeks now. So one of the hardest things is coming home and just being alone. I wish I could be there with you, brother. I do. That means a lot from someone who is also in it. There's definitely like a club that nobody wants to be in, but we're in it, you know? So I appreciate that, man. Thanks for 30 years of friendship. God willing, there'll be 30 something more. But if something were to happen to me, I think I'd like to be remembered as that guy who would give all for his friends and the people that he cared about. And uh, maybe even a complete stranger too. You know, there's a quote from the French philosopher Albert Camus. He actually wrote a story about an epidemic. The main character, he was a doctor, and uh, he says, the way that you get through something like this is to be a decent person. And, you know, somebody asks him, what makes someone a decent person? He says, I don't know, but for me, it's just doing my job the best way I can. So hopefully I made a difference in people's lives in a positive way and, um, you know, I guess that's the best any of us can really hope for. That's Sam Dow speaking with his friend and fellow healthcare worker, Josh Belser. Even though they live more than 400 miles apart, they were able to interview each other using StoryCorps Connect, our new digital platform, which allows people to record a remote StoryCorps conversation during the pandemic. Head over to StoryCorpsConnect.org to find out how to record your own interview, like Nina Federica did. She interviewed her sister Nadia, a tech aide at a hospital in New Jersey. I really appreciate what you do. I think that takes like a really strong person in order to see all these tragedies and say, you know what, they're sad, but I still want to do something to help. So, thanks. Wow, okay. <laughs> probably the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Oh. <laughs> 
that's all for this episode of the StoryCorps podcast. It was produced by Sylvia Lubau and Judd S.D. Kendall, edited by me, Jasmine Morris. Our technical director is Jarrett Floyd, who also wrote and produced our theme song. Fact-checking by Natsumi Ajisaka, and special thanks to StoryCorps producers Camila Kerwin and Jay Bourne. For more information on the music in this episode, and to see photos of the people we featured, go to our website, storycore.org. Next week, you'll hear StoryCorps recordings with kids who always ask the best questions. Why can't I be in charge? Because then everything because would be a Because you are missing four teeth, and no one's going to listen to somebody who doesn't have <laughs> teeth in their mouth. <laughs> Why can't we own a roller coaster? <laughs> we can own a roller coaster, we just don't. Okay, then let's do. <laughs> for the StoryCorps podcast, I'm Jasmine Morris. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by supporters of StoryCorps, an independently funded nonprofit organization, and is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people.